Welcome to episode 227 of the Active Photographer podcast, your behind-the-scenes glimpse into the day-to-day life of a working professional photographer, with me, Giles Babbage. In this, the last show before Christmas, I thought it would be nice to throw a little inspiration your way, in the form of a couple of conversations recorded earlier in the year at the photography show. Here are two questions to start things off. What is photography all about, and how can we make it work for us individually? First up, you'll hear my chat with renowned documentary photographer Alex Soth, in which we discuss the idea of narrative and the state of documentary photography today. Then, a name which will be familiar to a lot of you, Scott Kelby. Now, Scott is all about inspiring us to just get out there and take pictures artistically, without overthinking the technical side of things. In many ways, he's a man after my own heart. So welcome, one and all, to The Active Photographer, episode 227. I'm sat here on the Superstage stage itself, after having listened to a gentleman called Alex Soth, who is a documentary photographer, uh, a member of the world-renowned Magnum Photo Agency. A lot of you, of course, will be familiar with the agency. You've heard me talking about it and uh, members of, of, of that organisation. Um, we're just going to have a very brief conversation about some of the things that came up in, in uh, the talk here. The first thing I wanted to talk about, Alec, was... Um, you, you touched on the idea of narrative in, in pictures mm-hmm. and your, your starting point when you were very much younger, the idea of one picture leading to a next, but then that progressing to be one idea leading to another. Mm. Can you just elaborate a little bit on, on that? Well, I guess, I mean, the way, the way I think of photography is never as a single photo. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the single photo um, and and respond to it, but um, but I want to make this connection, and that's related very much to the book form. And so I want this kind of flow. And, and I guess the reason I, I fell into road photography is that it's it's like a good metaphor for that mm-hmm. sort of flow. Yeah. Um, but the struggle has been to. To find that flow in ways outside of the road itself, mm. and to and to yeah, to be able to just wander and yet remain connected. And you also talked about this idea of um, chance connections that exist beneath the photographs. So in, in in that sense, how I wanted to touch on this as well because on the surface you think okay, so you can see people communicating and, and reference to objects or locations and what have you but but clearly for you it goes a lot deeper than that yeah um, I mean photography is you know it's this strange thing because it's uh, it's a collection of surfaces I mean you're really going for a cl- you, you, you're the photograph is light bouncing off of a surface yeah. and you're recording it but but you want it to probe this deeper place, and 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 this, and, and I want to probe, you know, dreams and and free associations and all of this other stuff, and it's that, that kind of tension of this medium of surfaces 
and this desire for something deeper that's that's behind the world. And, and uh, you know, a lot of the pictures that you showed us today, they're they're quite challenging to, to look at. That's not to say that uh, I, I, I was Ouch. thinking, how how am I going to, really? to put this to you? It, not in the sense that it's difficult to look at them but they make you think okay. I think so much photo- uh-huh. I wanted to try and clarify that without <laughs> totally upsetting you um, you know so much photography is so immediate it's easy to look at it doesn't make you think and I am one of those people that like to be made to think about mm. the photography that I that I look at does that make sense does that yeah no it does make yeah. sense I mean I think about it a lot in terms of Instagram because mm-hmm. there's a like a you know I know of like a what'll get a lot of likes and it'll often be a you know, it's a digestible, easily digestible mm. picture, mm. and I think it's more fun to throw in challenges. Which isn't to say I don't like those digestible pictures sometimes. So. Mm. Yeah. And I, one of my favorite photographers um, was Eugene Adjay. Yeah. And I, I love the methodical approach when he was documenting, um, you know, the streets of Paris. It was about to all change, and it's that ephemeral quality, and, and yeah. you know, it never been. And which reminds us of how photography is there as a great recording device your work of course you're working with these people you're you're doing this this road trip you're you're going into these areas into these situations whereas he would walk around the streets and he'd have his camera there set up on the tripod it was very methodical almost like a uh, making a collection um archiving cataloging yeah do you ever see your work in, in that sense or is it all still too immediate because you're there in in the moment obviously it's a collection of images that ends up in the book but right. do, do you see it as I, I i see it as something different because the time is different right um, you know i think for for me the value of simply recording the world has a little bit been lost because it's being recorded like the world does not need me yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to document the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a good archive is being produced. Yeah. So, uh, and, and so that's not enough for me. And, and one of the, the features of your talk was um, you, you threw out there uh, the Ask Alex Soth uh, hashtag. <laughs> yes. And I um, understand that once you're back in your hotel later, you're going to be addressing us because there wasn't the time given the parameters of the, yeah. the, the talk. It was an experiment. First time I ever tried it. So. <laughs> I, th- I think it was a good one. I, I look forward to seeing your responses. Uh-huh. Um, one of the questions that you will find in amongst there was something that I posed. Okay. And it was just to, to gauge your opinion on the state of documentary photography today. Do you think it is as good as it ever was? Is it better? Is it just that it's changing that it doesn't mean that it's any less uh, impactful or I, I'm really nervous about making big statements about the nature <laughs> of documentary photography I don't know mm. I mean I'm not a curator I'm not looking at all the work being produced and I just I'm just wary of so uh, w- yeah. would you say it's I mean you must have an opinion as everyone does but it's a case that it isn't as clean cut or clear cut as as that it, you said of, of one question um, that someone once asked you, you couldn't really answer it. Yeah. And, and is that one of those questions, really? For me, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, uh, someone recently emailed me asking me if it's harder now for young photographers or easier. I don't know. It's different. Mm. It's, all I know is it's different now. <laughs> and, and I suppose, you know... If, if you were a 19-year-old, say now, yeah. trying to break into the industry and what have you, the, the ways that that is done and the, what you can get away with now as opposed to 
yeah. what could be done in you know in the past that that, that all changes it changes I, but I just and it may be easier or harder or better or worse mm. I don't mm. really know and I, I kind of don't care it's like <laughs> which, which is nice it's, it's it, it, we you know we, we had Scott Kelby before you talking on uh-huh. this very stage and you know what I liked about his approach was yes he's often talking about you know the technical how to create the photography with his tutorials but of course but it was refreshing he was saying look just have the confidence go out there make your own pictures be or you know your own photographer and, and find out what's going to work for you and mm-hmm. and I think you know the irony of course is we're we're in a room here we're just outside these black curtains we're surrounded by all this technology and it's all about the, the tech right. you of course a lot of the time favour the large format camera mm-hmm. um, and of course going back into the history of, of the genre that is a very traditional way of working um, I think it's, it's it, a, a bit of a, a not a dangerous question but to, to ask who is your favourite photographer I won't <laughs> ask that but you, you did reference uh, uh, Diana Arbus yeah. of course and a lot of people will be f- familiar with, with, with her work uh-huh. um, do you do you become weary at all of looking at other people's work or a, a, a certain type of certain type of work or um, are you just so focused on your own work that that consumes all of your I just think as time goes by I uh, yeah I look I look more towards other mediums than I do photography oh, okay. just because it, it becomes dangerous and I, I don't know who said it some writer said that as they develop their they're more making reference to their own work in the past it's mm. like than they are to external yeah um, yeah work. So. and just as a final point because we, we need to wrap up you said that there have been times where you you become almost um, di- not disillusioned but you, you don't enjoy photography you don't like photography sure. and yeah. it, that I suppose is the same with so many creative arts you become you kind of lose that but it's your job as the artist to, to find that again and that is part of the, the yeah. struggle the process and that what is what goes on to help you create the work that then you do end up becoming happy yeah. with no yeah. absolutely I, yeah. think it, I think it's a fascinating topic I appreciate your time and as we're sat here you're signing books madly <laughs> and I'm sure you've got to get off and speak to other people so thank you very much for your time you bet thanks really so appreciate much that. I really appreciate that's it that's lovely alright take care pleasure now of speaking with Scott Kelby who many of you will know as just a guy who shares his passion for photography with uh, an insane skill for being able to deliver knowledge in a way that makes it so accessible and, and so yeah just accessible I think that's pretty much what you're going for isn't it <laughs> you're very kind well that's the goal anyway <laughs> now I mean I, I've just sat in on one of your talks which was entitled the stuff they don't tell you and the overriding message that I got from that is essentially don't over, don't overthink things be your own guy and yes look at the stuff that I can help you with and that's great for you what have you but essentially you've just got to get out there and take the damn pictures you can't sit there and, and learn all the time without doing 
I, w- I hope everybody was in there got the same thing you did because yeah, that, that's what I was trying to say is as photographers, we get all involved and, and, and wrap ourselves up in all the technological side of this and the accuracy and we're so worried about proper exposure and all this. When the, we're worried about things that the rest of the world doesn't even care about. All the rest of the world wants to see is a really cool looking picture and we're worried about all this other stuff. We're worried about noise and we're worried about proper exposure and we're worried about all these things where we, we overthink. I talk to photographers and they're like, well, I use a particular light because I like the catch light it produces in the eyes. And I'm like, really? Go ask your client what a catch light is. And they're going to go, I'm sorry? Yeah, a catch light. Well, what's that? It's a, it's the shape of the reflection in people's eyes when you think of it. There's a reflection? I mean, like, <laughs> people don't have any idea. The only people that care about the shape of the catch light are other photographers. But I'll meet photographers who use a particularly horrible light because they like the shape that it creates. And that's fine if you personally like it, but don't fool yourself into thinking anybody else cares but you. <laughs> and where, where do you think the... I don't not necessarily mean that a blame can be assigned, but do you think it comes down to the fact that these guys... They, they read the articles, they read the reviews, and it's all essentially come from the manufacturers that are there to push product, that they are almost brainwashed into thinking that, into thinking that they need to overthink without realizing it. Well, I, I don't think that it's, it's like an intentional thing. I don't think that the manufacturers are trying to brainwash you or anything. What I do think is there is a, a section of the, of the population in general everywhere that really does lean on the technical rather than the artistic. And those people wind up writing for magazines because they're experts at the technical side. And it's not a knock on those people. I'm a magazine publisher myself. Yeah, I, yeah. I, believe me, I understand. But I think that, that your average user is, is more an artistic person. They've gone into photography for the art. But if at some point you realize, I'm not really very creative, <laughs> then you all of a sudden latch on to the technical. And it's like some of the people that I know that, that know the most about a camera, the people you could blindfold them, they could take a camera apart and reassemble it and yeah. it would work, are the worst photographers. Like <laughs> You look at their work, you're like, oh my gosh, he's horrible. But he really understands the process. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a part for all of that. But that's who we learn a lot of our photography from is people who are very technically advanced who love the technical aspects who when you mention a particular f-stop they go well i don't like the uh the distortion on the fringes of the lens at this particular the rest of the audience is just like wow that's a really cool picture you know it's like there's just a, a they look at things differently and i think that in some in some cases that spills over to us because that's what we're reading i don't think it's a a I don't think it's a conspiracy of the manufacturers. I just think it's it's the reality of is the people that are going to write about this stuff are drawn to the technical aspects. And something that you stressed there was it's about the mindset and changing your outlook. And, and as creatives, it is easy to get stuck in a rut. And if you're thinking, my pictures aren't good enough, or why can't I get these results, what have you, you, you were emphasizing you can you just haven't unlocked that potential that is lying dormant that isn't necessarily dependent on buying that new 24 to 70 it's not about getting the latest flagship camera it's using what you've got and and going back to what we were saying just taking pictures and and changing your outlook to make the most of what you've got at your disposal could I send a recording of what you just said to everybody that was in my class? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you totally got what what, what that class was about. And it, of course, as an, as a teacher, you're hoping that, that the class gets it. 
you know, I mean, as you being a teacher yourself, you know, <laughs> I, I think you have an advantage. But, um, yeah, I think that a lot of people get wrapped up in all this other stuff. And I think it's kind of, it's easy for that to happen. And it's a natural thing for us. But really, at the end of the day, we all just want to make better pictures. I don't care where we are in our journey, we want to make better pictures. And I think the key to us making better pictures is, number one, relaxing. And not being all stressed out about, is my exposure just right? Is this just right? It's like, this is a journey where we're going to be doing it for a long time. And our best images are still inside us. And I think that knowing that your best images are yet to come is a very calming thing. Like, oh, okay, I don't have to have amazing images today. Whatever I've taken today, whatever my favorite image is today, I'm probably going to take something that's better. And then next year, better and better and better. Because with photography, the more you do it, you do grow. Even if you have the same camera and the same lenses, you still get better. And something that you, um, again, sort of brought up in the talk was the importance of developing your own look. And, of course, that comes through researching, finding what you like, what inspires right. you, the photographers that you like to, to look at their work. But then, interestingly, and, and for me, it was like um, something I was so glad you, you, you touched upon, the importance of actually seeing your work printed. Now, for me, and I had this very conversation over breakfast with a, a, a colleague... I love seeing my work in print. When I've put together a seven-page feature, up until that point, it's just words and pictures. When I see it come together as that final product, you think, I can do this. All my stuff that I channeled, all that research, all that interviews, everything, all the being out at five in the morning, ready for the sunrise, all that, it finally comes together. And to see your work printed rather than on the screen, which so many people just that's how they only ever see their pictures that is when photography becomes the real medium that it was intended to be yeah that's when your picture's born yeah <laughs> absolutely so I mean it, it, what was refreshing was the overriding message there is so many of the people surrounding us here want to talk technical you as is the case with all your, your tutorials it's all about just making it real making it accessible um I'm going to wrap it up there because you're a very busy man. I, I know, you know you've just been speaking for the last hour and a half and, and you've got other places to be. Scott, thank you so much for your time. It's an absolute oh, my pleasure. Uh, privilege oh. to speak with you. Oh, and uh, I wish you well for the, for the future. All Thanks. right, cheers. Thanks, cheers. man. live recordings are always popular, which is why, before the year is out, I'll be bringing you some more conversations from within the photography and outdoors industries. You can check out all the show notes to this and other week's shows at theactivephotographer.com. If you'd like to get in touch directly, don't forget I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Giles Babbage. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash theactivephotographer. Or, of course, send me a good old-fashioned email, giles at theactivephotographer.com. So thanks for listening, everyone. Take care, have a fantastic, peaceful Christmas, and I will speak to you all very soon.